Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. So, you know, organ donation is a very complex situation in the U.S. You know, organ donation both involves uh, a process of people consenting to be an organ donor. They have to have the right causes of death so that they become an organ donor. What that means is basically, you know, if you have certain ways of dying, you're much more likely to become an organ donor than other ways of dying. Organ donation is difficult uh, right now for multiple reasons. One is that, you know, at the outset, we require patients to consent for organ donation before they die. Surveys have shown that over 90% of people support organ donation, but only 54 or 56% of patients are uh, donors. So, you know, there's a big gap right there to start off with. Um, and then, you know, the, the way that the system is worked out is that uh, there's an organization called the United Network of Organ Sharing. It's called UNOS. And they contract with the federal government to run the organ donation system. And they're a single organization. And uh, the, U, the country is split into all these organ procurement organizations. There's mm-hmm. 58 in the U.S. Okay, so they're, the, you can imagine, like, states, but some, are, some states are split into multiple, uh, they're called OPOs. And the OPOs are kind of responsible at a regional level of going out, finding you know, patients who may be reasonable donors, obtaining consent for, the, for, the, uh, for organ donation, notifying the transplant centers about it, and then coordinating the, the kind of donation process. As you can imagine, when there's lots of different organizations, there's variabilities in performance and, and how different OPOs um, uh, how effective they are in, in procuring these organs. We have a system that's a little bit fragmented, requires multiple steps, and um, you know I think there's lots of opportunities where we had this idea that you know what if the U.S. went to an opt-out system, and that that's what we call a presumed consent system, and that system is such that you know uh, everybody in the population is assumed to be an organ donor unless they opt out of that. Uh, that scenario. And this, this sort of system has been adopted in many European countries, mm-hmm. some in South America as well. And um, you know, the, there's been increases in the organ donation rate as a result. So we used, uh, you know, the, we used some of the, the changes that were seen in these other countries in terms of increase in organ donation mm-hmm. to develop a model. Um, and so when we develop a model, it means that you know, we can simulate you know, theoretically what would happen to you know, a group of patients um, under a new policy. And um, so we simulated various increases in organ donation resulting with a presumed consent process. And this, the, the increases were kind of on the scale of what you would see or what we have seen in other countries mm-hmm. after they donated that. Now there's lots of uncertainty around how much uh, organ donation would increase in the U.S. Because there are these all these steps, the other thing is the U.S. actually has very high organ donation rates relative to other countries um, to start with, mm-hmm. so it's incre- unclear how many more you would get. But you know, some of the research has shown that lack of consent, um, we miss about twenty to forty percent of, yeah. of organ donors that way. So, um, so you know, there is an opportunity there potentially. So, in the simulation model um, that we developed, you know, we our base case we said, okay, what if we just had a kind of marginal increase in organ donation, a five percent mm-hmm. increase in organ donation. Um, and then we, we kind of did a sensitivity analysis around that, see how much of an impact we could. And the highest we went up to was 25%. Mm-hmm. 
because that's what uh, we saw in some of the countries. Um, and so, you know, what happens is, uh, you know, we were we were a little bit surprised by this. Um, the even even at our most optimistic estimates, um, the organ transplant waitlist wasn't that effective. Um, it kind of just speaks to the, dis the the shortage that we have in the U.S. Uh, behind uh, organ donation. So uh, even at the most kind of optimistic increases, we were st there are still you know thousands of patients on the wait list, still patients being removed because of death, or they're they're too sick before they got to transplant in our simulation model. It's certainly made a big impact. You know if you think about each organ donation is associated with lots of life years gained. So if you increase it by a lot, you know, we, you can get up to, you know, 10,000 life years gained over this cohort of patients. You know, we did it as part of one of the analyses in the model. We said, so how many, per what percentage do you need increase in uh, organ donation to really get rid of the wait list or really markedly decrease the wait list? And it's on the order of, you know, doubling to tripling the amount of organ donation in the U.S. So it speaks to, you know, need, you know, all these other areas in the process where, you know, we we do fail in procuring organs or you know uh, other issues with our system probably need to be ad addressed as well as increasing donation. I think we have a crisis in the U.S. in terms of you know need for organ transplant. Um, there you know every year about you know seven eight thousand patients die on the organ transplant wait list. Um, so certainly there's a need for increase, and this is maybe one mechanism to do that. The you know the question is whether it would ever be implemented in the U.S. You know the U.S. has very uh, unique aspects, you know, culturally. Um, there's a lot of individual liberty and individual rights that's kind of in the ethos of the U.S. And so the question is whether such a policy would be acceptable um, to the population. Um, and so that's a big question that, you know, needs further study. There was a survey study done um, by uh, UNOS, the United Network of Organ Sharing, uh, seven or eight years ago that, that, you know, they did ask this question to, to the general public. And, you know, over half of patients said they could support a uh, presumed consent policy. Um, but um, in practice, you know, it's a, it's a question of whether that would happen. If it were to be implemented, probably to see the impact and kind of select OPOs around the U.S. and see what the, you know, how, what the opt-out rate would be, you know, how many patients would opt out, what your actual mark, your gain would be. There's so much uncertainty around these estimations. Then, you know, if if... It seems like it's worked and the public accepts it, then more of a national policy would be reasonable. That's probably how I envision uh, if this ever came to fruition. I think that we go back to that statistic where, you know, that over 90 percent of, uh, of um, people uh, support organ donation, but only, you know, 50 to 60 percent are registered as donors. So we probably need to make it easier in some ways to register as an organ donor or make it aware. Um, you know, the, the public implementation of these policies is always, the, so the devil's always in the details with these sorts of things. And so, yeah, the, um, you know, the way that, you know, sometimes if I register to be an organ donor and my family says no, they can supersede what I say, um, even though I consent to do that uh, before I die. So, um, you know, so these sorts of things could be tweaked at, on some level at this point. Um, but probably removing barriers to organ donation and then, you know, increasing, we, if you look across, you know, communities like, you know, racial, ethnic communities, um, uh, minority communities, I think there's probably needs to be more outreach in, in those communities because I think historically 
the rates of organ donation from those communities have been lower um, and probably due to poor outreach and not enough education about you know what that what, what this all entails thank you for listening to the michigan minds podcast a production of the university of michigan join the conversation on social media with hashtag you impact